Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby Talks. I'm Keegs, and it's finals footy time. The best time of year apart from Origin, and fuck, it's good. We have some bloody killer games coming up this weekend. Storm vs. Bronx, Roosters vs. Sharks, Knights vs. Raiders, and Penrith vs. the Wars. And all these games are blockbusters, in my opinion. They're going to be amazing to watch. Really excited for Broncos vs. Storm, because this will define the Broncos. Are they up to the challenge of winning the Premiership with this young team? Storm? They haven't... Stop, well, Storm have won like nearly every past 12 games. They've won every past 12 games. Broncos haven't won against the Storm at home since Justin Hodges played for them, which is ridiculous considering how long ago that was. And they just did it again last week. The streak continues, so this will be a fucking killer game to watch. It will be... It has this grand final feel to it. And I really hope the Bronx win. I want the Bronx to, Broncos to win. Uh, I don't think... You know, I'm a Canberra fan. I don't think we'll do well. I think we get, get knocked out this week, unfortunately. Just not up to the task. And with that being the case, I want the Broncos to win. But what they do need to do to win this game... Is defense. Past couple games, their defense against the Storm has been pretty bad, I will say. And it doesn't help that Storm are full of X Factor players. Munster, Grant, Paps now. Uh, he's back, thank God. Great to see him back. And Hughes. Their spine is outstanding, but you also got that forward pack of Nas. It's. Wow. <laughs> I love Nas. I, uh, you know, people. I'm a big fan of him, but for me, I think he's a tremendous player. He's one of those blokes you need in your side. And it just shows when he's playing and when he isn't on the field. Uh, He has this presence around the field for Storm where it feels like you're going to muscle out-muscle the other team if he's on the field. Same with New Zealand. What the Broncos need to do to lessen these effects of these players is communication. Uh, you know, they have some really good talkers in Reynolds and Paddy Cowgan on that side, but when these two sides played each other at full strength last time, their, the Broncos' miscommunication was pivotal to their loss. I'm talking major gaps in defense, uh, not slowing the play the ball down, and all around just attack. Like, it wasn't good. Just They were under pressure for the majority of that game, and you can really see that it did affect them. But now, I think they've grown to be a well-oiled machine. They know what they need to do to win. What they can't do is what I'm going to talk about right now. Broncos conceded points in the first game in the first game against each other in round eleven. So they did a set restart in Melbourne's own end. And Melbourne being Melbourne, they, they love these kind of things. If you they can get a roll on uh, after a set restart, and that's what they did. They won every single tackle in this set, which is superb. That's what you want your team doing. You know, I I've talked about it before on this podcast. If you win your first three tackles in defense, you've set yourself up for a good kick uh, kick return. 
because you're building pressure on that attacking opposition. If you do it while attacking and you win all three tackles, outstanding. You're building pressure. It's what you do with that pressure. You can either release it or you can continue to build, cement that spot, and you can you can score points soon. It's exactly what Melbourne did here. They won all tackles. They were able to march upfield in two sets, in two in two plays, sorry. And they were insane. Like it was a, a really good set. They scored from this set and from this fast play the balls. That's what the Storm was so good at. You know, that when they lost cheese, I thought, oh, we're gonna lose a bit of uh, ruck speed around in the middle. But they haven't. They've been really good. You know, they've had their hot and cold times, but they've they've been solid around that middle area. So when we go back to this try, third tackle, we have Harry Grant sc- scooting from dummy half. There's a massive gap between Paddy Carrigan and Flags, Thomas Flagler. Grant plays eyes up footy. He goes straight through that hole, forcing Walsh to make that tackle. So with Walsh taking that tackle, he's out of uh, position already. So you know Storm are going to have to play with that. They expand to the left, but Christian Walsh takes a settler. And then it's further miscommunication between Patrick Cowden and Kurt Capewell. They leave from stick to stick a massive gap. No players defending in that middle portion. And who is it? It's Cameron Munster. Eyes up footy. Sees that gap. Fucking sprints over it. And he scores a try. Eyes up footy from Melbourne. Fast play to the balls. Dynamic footy. They, they saw what was happening before it was happening. And it's what Broncos cannot do in this in this game they need to communicate with each other and that's on Walsh's back but it's also on those core forwards to point out to each other hey bring a man in uh, compress the ruck compressing the ruck with Harry Grant is going to be be really pivotal for this because one he's not going to be able to scoot he's going to be under pressure he's going to have to rely on Cam and Hughes to spread that ball out if you put pressure on your hooker it limits that type of play Melbourne love, and that's through the middle. So you're not only are you putting pressure on the your hooker, you're putting pressure on your core forwards. If your core forwards are under pressure, they can't gain any meters. Therefore, nothing opens up for the halves to play that dynamic backyard sort of football. And Cameron Munster, he loves that kind of football. We've seen him do it so many times in World Cups, in Origins, in Grand Finals, in... Any game he needs to be switched on, he's doing it. He was quite, He's been a bit quiet this year, I won't lie. I haven't seen much of him, uh, but when he is on, he's on. Uh, we didn't do an Origin review this year, but if I would have, uh, this is what we would have said. Very quiet to an Origin. Uh, very uncommon Munster-like. But for me, come finals time, Munster's switched on. And this is the time where Walsh will be proven as a out and a top tier fullback. You know he he's shown that potential. He's shown it at Waz. He was their best player for a couple of years, in my opinion, uh, especially last season. He is a out and out effort carrying machine, Walshy, and it's his time to be proven. You know, Walsh loves running on the short side. So what a storm going to do? They're going to slide. 
they're going to make sure that they're going to be watching Walsh. The moment that third man sees Walsh, he's going to call to his fourth man, and that's going to be his second row. Say, oi, need you on the short side here. Walsh is going to run. So watch Walsh this game. Watch Walsh. Watch the boot of Reynolds. And if you don't, you're going to have some tough couple defensive sets coming out of your own end because he has a bag full of kicks. He can do a 40-20, put you under pressure on your defensive line in a matter of seconds. He could get a forced dropout. He could put you into a corner and you're forced to make some hard-hitting runs. And it's not going to let your forwards back you up because they're still coming back from that kick. What do I've already discussed what Brisbane need to do, but it's I for me, watch Nelson. Watch Nelson taking runs, running the decoys because Nelson loves to run at a half. I've always thought, what if you just fully transition him to a bench utility and not in that essential he can play 5-8 you know not that utility I'm, I'm talking lock prop second row he comes on 20 minutes a beaten forward pack you can play him around that lock sort of role he he can run it through the middle or you put him on a short side do early do a short ball to him on the line he runs at the third man he topples over him second row comes in center comes in tries to wrap him up offload to Hughes, boom, or to Munster, and they're off. They're getting that fast, play the ball kind of footy. And that footy where you can play after play, you can switch what side of the field you want to go towards. The transitioning. Run on a tram line, go from one tram line to the other. For me, I think Brisbane can win this game. I want Brisbane to win this game. It's going to be tough, though. Uh, it's going to be very close, and it's going to be how fit Reynolds is. And I'm looking at it, he, he, he bit bit of rust, you know, but don't you just love that? Because a tough game is going to batter you, and thank God, if you win this, you have a week off after this. I... I'm looking at this and I think the forward pack of Brisbane are better. They're hard-hitting forwards. They can ball play. Paddy Gagan, central ball player to these boys. He's that link. But you also got Flags and Haas who can take those hit-ups. Uh, and, you know, Nelson is coming off the bench. So during that time, you're going to have to be careful. Three men. Three men and a tackle. Two up top, controlling that ball, making sure that they're anchored, and the third man comes in, puts him on his back. That's how you're going to slow Nas down, make him less effective, and slow the ability of those three boys I've mentioned before, Grant, Hughes, and Money. That's what Brisbane will have to do. And they know that. It's not fucking rocket science, but it's what they're going to have to do. I'd also think that coming out of their own... Who's a better team coming out of their own end? William Warbrook, a central player to these boys because he's been pretty good. But if you get Stags or Cobloaf coming out of the, their end, that's pretty dangerous, especially 
combo because he can break line, he can break lines, he can break tackles. Give Stags early ball. He's going up against Marlon Seve, and you, you catch him flat-footed, you palm him off. That's you know this isn't a perfect world, but we'll see how they go tonight. Moving on to the next game, we have what should be, in my opinion, the Saturday night game, uh, 7.50 game, and that is Penrith vs. Waz. Uh, big news coming out of these boys with SJ out. Uh, news got confirmed yesterday afternoon. That's a fucking big loss. Holy shit. And I'm looking at it. I'm thinking kicking it's going to be really hard to do with him out because they haven't named a replacement yet and it's not Volkman so who is it I don't know uh, there's also talks of Volkman going to the Super League which is very unfortunate because Volkman is a talent he was a very good talent in Sydney Bear, at the Sydney Bears and if Jacob were here he would tell you all about it he loves that Q Cup kind of thing uh, and New South Wales Cup. When I'm looking at this side, I think Penrith are going to going to dominate early, and with that, Waz would then have to counteract that. We we all know what can happen when Penrith start the game strong. They score points early, and they just fucking hold you out as long as they can, and they will hold you out for the entire game. Last time these boys played, it was 18-6, I think. And Waz only scoring one with two Simbins. So that's gonna that hampered their chances. When Penrith are on the money early, holy shit, they play the best kind of footy. You know, the only good thing I see out of this is for Waz is that Luai's out. So he if they do get on the front foot early... Luai is not going to be running around stepping because he's dangerous when he gets that step on. Holy shit. In my, like, Luai was the best player for the Blues apart from Toho in the series, in the Origin series this year. Uh, I think he deserved that sixth jersey without a doubt. What else can Penrith do? They cement pressure. Force dropouts, great. They can do so many force dropouts, and it's the, the boot of Cleary. That was what was going to be the interesting thing about this game, was how were the kicking games of Cleary and SJ going to counteract each other? They're both brilliant in their kicking. and They can both cement pressure with it. And really, you can't get a actual reading on how Waz will be affected by that much, because... They haven't named his replacement. It doesn't come out. Well, it should be out by now. So hopefully we have it. I'm going to check now. But I did see that they have cut it. And looking at the odds, it's going to be Dylan Walker at 6 and Tatera Martin at 7. So this is going to be... I think it's Tatera Martin's comeback game, if my memory serves me correct. Going to be interesting. Uh, he's coming off a tibia injury, so... Uh, a lot of pressure on him coming back and what the worst thing about that is <laughs> how they're gonna fuck like I, uh, 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting to say the least. This is what I'm going to see now. Forward pack dominance from Penrith early. Fast play to balls from Toho and the, the entire back five. And because of that pressure on Waz and their defense, a lot of the Warriors boys will have to step up in this game. I'm talking CNK. CNK's been outstanding this season. He's really in a form of his own. Uh, we spoke about how his form was at the, uh, in New South Wales Cup last season, and it wasn't too great, but he has really enjoyed going back home, and he's put on a fucking clinic every week. He uh, And if you owned him in fantasy, good job. Oh, I didn't. Don't know why I didn't get on that hype train early. AFB is also another Warriors player who I think is going to be hard to stop if it's neck and neck for the first 10 minutes because he's been a try-scoring machine in the middle. And his workload has increased a lot this season. Uh, he played 67 minutes last time these boys played, so he's going to be on the field a lot, I feel, and it's just going to be how they shape. How, how they go in the middle is how they'll play. With, if a, AFB is getting offloads, he's getting fast play to balls, it's going to allow that CNK to run through the middle. CNK is pretty good through the middle. He loves taking it through the middle. He's, you know, he never likes to take things easy, and I, I respect that about him. He's a hard worker. Uh, really miss him at the Raiders. Hope hope he is still there. To be honest, uh, I think we'd be having a much better season with him. But you know, shit happens, so you can't control everything. For me, I think Penrith will win this game uh, um, unfairly. I know it's it sucks, but it, what, what are you going to do about it? It's going to be tough for everyone. But if I, I, it's just a big loss for them. So I think going into next, going into this, Broncos win. And Penrith win to make it those two buys. And then we have the 7.50 game. Sharkies versus the Chooks. Chooks barely making it in the finals. Uh, you know, <laughs> thank fuck the Cowboys didn't win. For, I, I, Jacob's going to kill me for saying that, but oh, thank God Raiders are still in there. Thank God. Thank you, Canberra. We did it, oh, we nearly threw it, but oh well. Uh, but without saying that, however, Chooks won the, the, their last five, which is outstanding. Like, you know, they were a team that were mediocre and they finally found that form at the back end of the season. So, they, I think Souths were just seeing if they could hold out and they couldn't. Uh, Souths obviously had a fucking blunder, dropped the marbles a fair bit, and then tripped all over them, because they were first, and then they'd fucking drop down to ninth. How the fuck that happened, I do not know. But, insane that. that I won't go into that a lot. That's a preseason chat with Jacob, and it's something I have to watch, because unfortunately, I haven't been watching as much footy as I'd like to be with my busy life. Uh, all I know is Raiders are playing finals so I'm fucking happy at least we make finals uh, the only thing I worry about is can we get a fucking 5-8 please for next season 
uh, Sharkies and Roosters folks. So Sharkies have been a bit hot and cold this season against the eight. And they were top four. They've dropped down to six. They've won 14, lost 10. Currently Newcastle above them. But I honestly don't know how this game will go. Because both these teams are hot and cold. And I'm looking at these teams now. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at it. I can already sense that Roosters are going to be playing some of the Storm. And that's backyard footy type of things with Sam Walker back. Sam Walker is a prime example why you don't coach different styles into a player. Because that's how they play. They play with their own style. And you're essentially making someone relearn how to walk. And it takes time. And they don't like it. And, you know, Sam, he's been off with a ACL injury, a sprain. Thank God it wasn't a tear. Because they can be fucking horrendous. And I, I, I think, I honestly think Chooks could get the leg up on him. They have their back five, which has been pretty outstanding as of late. Uh, they've got Joey Manu back they've, from a hamstring injury two weeks ago. And they've got Walker. They've got Brandon Smith there, which, you know, similar. He, he He's relearning how to be a 80-minute hooker. So, it's... Again, essentially, he, he, he played early minutes. He didn't play a lot. He played 60 in the first game uh, of the season, 26 and 55. Recently, he's played 67, 79, 66. So he's averaging around that 66 mark. What, these, what this means, though, is he's going to be running a lot from dummy half. I... On the weekend, I watched Destiny Bill play in front of a packed-out QCB for what was could have been packed out because the way they do things there for women's games is stupid, in my opinion. Uh, although, what these two have in common is when these boys, when these guys are running the ball, it opens up for their half, and immediately it shows. And that's what Sam Walker loves. He loves a backyard footy type of game. He's very creative but not in that systematic type of rate. And I think if he were to play in that Penrith side, in like a side like Penrith, he wouldn't succeed because he's not a system player. He's an out-and-out half who loves to create for others and himself. How do you limit that? Sharkies? They need to play... They need to force the refs, but also the Roosters to play their type of footy, and that's rough footy. Hard carries, hard defense. For me, I think the next... How they do this? Is just do what they do best, and that's their back five. It's been confirmed today that William Kennedy will not be playing. Instead, it will be Connor Tracy at fullback. So we're going to stick with Connor for the time being. I think they don't want to risk Will, which is fair enough. Uh, they've... When they brought in Trindle over the past couple of weeks, they've been pretty solid. And you, you saw how 
they dismantled Canberra last week with 12 men. Uh, obviously, it's 12 men, but they fucking dismantled them. Through the middle, uh, Connor, Rao, uh, but Nico, he was on a roll. And you can tell when they're on a roll in the way he runs the ball and how his support players outside of him run with him. They love kicking it early and building that pressure. And it's when you, the defenders second-guess himself. Is he going to kick? Is he going to run? It, I can do vision on it, and I can show you guys, but I won't for this one. Because I got, I got two types of vision which I'll be releasing, and that is for one I already mentioned, and for the following game. A big matchup that I'd like to point out here for me is one Connor versus Tedesco Connor, and then Joey versus Talakai these so we all know that Talakai is a very different player to Joey because Talakai is a lot more powerful he's got a he's got a thicker body and he loves just to run at you straight and he can palm you off Whereas Joey's more agile and can step you. But the one thing they are both good at is being able to do tackle breaks. Uh, we know Rand Talakai played against Manly last season. He fucking tore it up. He did outstanding. Comparing these numbers, it's been Joey Manu who's been the better out of these two. Uh, although, what... Talakai does he 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 passes the ball and this is what Roosters aren't they weren't good at for a while they love ball hogging for themselves you got your Tedesco and you got your Manu and if they just pass the ball they'd be they'd score a lot more tries for instance Talakai seventeen try assists and he's done how many passes oh, it doesn't say bugger whereas Joey's only done five try assists. Another big difference between the two is how they do kick returns. Talakai does has ran for a total of 3,500 run metres, whereas Joey has done 2,800. They tend to lean towards that left side with Ronaldo, but he it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. Two teams who love to play different styles of footy. So, I, I'd be keen to find out how these boys shape up against each other. Both of the same. Talakai, I, he, last season he had a lot of missed tackles. But now he's only done 50, which is nothing compared to the 77 that Joey has. So, yeah. It's gonna be an interesting matchup. I don't I don't I don't think I have a lot more to say about this game. The big thing, however, though, is you gotta remember that Joey has also switched back and forth a lot between these guys. Uh he's he's played centre, full back, five eight and he's swapped multiple times between the the, the season, so it'll be interesting. Whereas Talakai, he's only played centre. And he's come off the bench, I think, and, uh, once this season. It, it's just going to be another hard-hitting game for Talakai. He's going to run a fucking lot. 
he he's been a, I don't think the hype around him has been as much as we thought he would be but he's a tri- he's a triassist machine and we've seen that a lot but now it's time to go to our f- next game it's the last game of the round it's my boys up against New Newy Knights Canberra vs Newcastle I'm scared for this game you having a look at it I was really hoping 4 o'clock Tuesday KP wouldn't be named not because I don't want to see him play, because he's going to be fucking dangerous against us. Our edge defense has been fucking shocking the past couple of weeks, and it's oh, it's not good. It's really not good, man. Uh, come Sunday, most dangerous player on the field. He is in for a show. The first post we did on this potty and this page was KP's influence in attack. The Biddy Slater S. Go back to it. I, I, I'm very proud of that because it was my first time ever properly analysing an attacking play and it did pretty well. I When we played each other last time with KP playing, I looked at it. They were dominant coming out of their own end. Greg Marju is a superb runner of the ball coming out of his own end. Uh, we, we made a joke last season, uh, as you remember, uh, he should be an origin superstar. He's fucking Kiwi. He, he plays for New Zealand. <laughs> he was born in Auckland. So, dumb on us. But, you know, we, we say it every now and then now. Um, future origin star, Greg Marju. And if he was eligible for Queensland, fuck, I would put him in. Um, brilliant tackle breaker. He He's the de- he's the Newcastle version of Brian Tohock. I, I look at it and I'm thinking we've had a disjointed season. There's just no excuse. Like, we've been very poor. What I'm very proud of, though, is that Canberra have been winning off very resilient games, very tough games. We haven't won by 10 or more points all season, but we've been tough. We've been hard-fought victories. Like, we, we'll hold out. Like, we'll leak points at the end of it, but we'll hold out. Like, we'll make sure that we stand strong. Last season, uh, last game, sorry, wasn't our best at all. We built pressure, and it was 6-6. We were doing very well. But I feel, but when Sebastian Chris got sent off for the game, we just let everything out. Like, we were tired. We needed to score points. And I remember saying to someone, next person score wins. And what happens? Sharky score, and they keep scoring, they keep scoring, and they keep scoring. Raiders don't have a chance. You can see, though, the influence of Jack White on this team. Jack White is a fucking masterclass player. He will he'll do wonders at Souths. I feel if the rumours are true that Trell Mitt is going to centre next season, he's your fullback. Jack White is your fullback. We just see how good he can be creating for himself and for others. I don't know why we put him at 5'8". But like... When you are up against an edge, like the left side of Knights, it's dangerous because KP is always roaming there. One of the... uh, It was the first try of the game, again, uh, in July, against... Nui versus Canberra. 
Knights are off to a really good start. They've won every tackle so far, and it's a fast play to ball from Leo Thompson. There's a 5v4 on the short side. Uh, at this stage, uh, Hastings is on the left side. He's roaming. And like, Hastings is a very organizational player, and he has evolved his game but uh, a little bit. But he's that setup player, and I think that's why Gamble and KP are so good because they can't, they are allowed to create and breathe because Hastings is doing that job. Now, on the left side, Hastings has the ball. If he goes out the back, he has KP, who's backed up by Best and Marju. That's very scary for any defensive side because they can break tackles and they can barge you off. If he goes short, he has Fitzy against Tarpany and Fogarty. And being the playmaker that he is, Hastings goes short. He decides Fitzy is able to break the line. Tarpany misses the tackle and Fogs is caught flat-footed. Through goes Fitzy, isolating Rapiner as Rapiner is forced to come in. And KP is given the ball and he just runs and he scores. Brilliant setup play by Leo and Hastings. And a tremendous effort by Fitzy and KP. Fitzy isn't playing this week, but damn, you know this is going to happen. KP running the ball on the short side. Watch out. Watch out now. Uh, What can we do? Really, it's that communication, like I said again, for Broncos. They need to make sure that there is no one, like, missing tackles on that short side. And they're watching KP. He's going to be dangerous every step of the way. I know he is. It's KP. Hastings, the moment you grab the ball, you have to shut him down because you don't want him to set up. And you need to make sure... I don't think you kick to Marjorie this game. You kick to Dominic Young. You know, he... Dominic Young put on a clinic against the Dragons, and you need to watch him because he can score tries from any rate. He's tall, he's lean, he's got some powerful legs. Chop him. Chop that cunt. Rapina at fullback again. Jack White in the centres, and Frawley, who will be part of the club at season's end. This is what I don't get about Raiders. Uh, we do not have a 5-8 for next season. We don't. I don't I, no one's come up. I, you know, we aren't talking like we, we haven't been looking at, at uh, New South Wales Cup. It could be Rappin at this point. Who knows? Uh, no Sebastian Chris for us either. He's been pretty solid for us. Uh, although, while he's been good, I think Matt Tomoko deserved player of the season for us. I think he's been outstanding. Uh, when he sometimes he'll just do it himself. If he needs to, he'll do it. He's strong and fuck. He's he can chop people. Uh, back line of Canberra: Rapiner, Schiller, White, and Timoko, Cockrook. Knights: Ponga, Young, Gagai, Best, Marju. That back five to me is already better than ours. And we're going to be seeing a lot of kicking from Fogarty, obviously, but. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Oh, and my mistake actually. Fitzgibbon is playing. Uh, Adam Elliott's also playing for Knights, and I think he's going to be pretty good. He's been. He he's an underrated player, because he can. He's good in defense, but he's also a pivotal link between your halves, and your forwards. He he's like. He's not Cam Murray. He's a more. 
well-rounded player, I feel. But not in the sense of skills, I feel, as toughness. He will... He leans more towards that prop role than he does to the half role, if you know what I mean. But really, I, I come... Come Sunday afternoon, when all the games are done, I see... I see Roosters winning. I see Knights winning. And what does that mean? It's a Warriors vs. Knights game next week, and it's Storm vs. Roosters. That's, that's pretty hard. Um, I, I won't... That's going to be some pretty good games. Storm vs. Roosters is going to be a fucking fantastic final if that does happen. Uh, obviously, right. I won't put my prediction for those games because we don't know what's going to happen. Although what we will say is Broncos to win and we'll be back next week. We'll discuss all of this, Jacob and I. But until then, uh, enjoy your footy. We love our footy. And uh, up the wires.